1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Hey, it's Ron Johnson and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it's time for the round table. It's a beautiful Friday, snowing again. Groundhog's Day, it feels like. But I got Sam Ekstrom, I got Luke Inman. We're going to talk some sports, people. So as I bring them in, I want you guys to remember as I bring them in, though, download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on Amazon Prime and Roku. Fellas, good to have you. It's a beautiful Friday. I want to let everybody know that uh, Demar Hamlin uh, has woken up, uh, still has a breathing tube. Uh, so that's good to hear. Prayer works. I'm so thankful uh, to see that. You saw pictures of uh, Josh Allen smiling on the sideline at practice. So that was good to see. Uh, resilient. Uh, overcoming uh, consistent upsets. There's things in life that are going to continue to happen, but this is just one of the biggest that they're going to remember. We're going to remember. I don't think I'll ever forget the day that DeMar Hamlin and uh, all this stuff that happened. Uh, but, fellas, as we jump into the topics, we have to move on to a Sunday Vikings-Bears game that, as the line grows, because Nathan Peterman is going to start and guys are going to be out um, – What do the Vikings need to do Sunday? Because now this is a a Bears team that literally doesn't want to win this game. They want that first pick. And so whether they're resting Justin Fields because they want to make sure he's tradable and he's healthy going into the offseason, or whether they're saying, you know what, we truly do have enough in Justin Fields. So let's make sure we get the first pick to give him some weapons, which could be who knows what an offensive tackle they could trade that first pick to some teams that want a quarterback and cj stroud or bryce young um like the texans uh like the carolina panthers there's some teams that want that early pick and so maybe the bears could use that to get some draft capital but with this bears team that really doesn't want to win it feels like what do the vikings need to do this sunday i'll start with you luke
0: yeah well ron after last week this team first and foremost. How about just some confidence and momentum heading into the playoffs? They need that first and foremost in the worst way. And now, like you just kind of laid out, they just happen to be playing a legitimate punching bag in the Chicago Bears. No starting quarterback. Defense wasn't good in the first place. Now they got multiple guys on the IR and not practicing this week. Nathan Peterman? I would say one of the more below-average quarterback backups in this league. It's an opportunity for the Vikings to build some real self-assurance about yourself and who you are as a team. Get your identity back. Bring that mentality that, hey, we're a 13-win team, and we belong in the playoffs. Forget about all this outside noise, the fraudulent team, the record, the point differential. Carry that into round one because they need that sway back, man, in the worst way. They haven't crushed anyone since week one. That was three and a half months ago. How good a feeling, though, to end their season and head into the playoffs with their first convincing win in 17 weeks. And again, they happen to be playing a JV team out there this week, so it's a perfect week to do it. The big thing I would love to see, though, just from an X's and O's standpoint, is the quarterback center exchange getting some valuable playing time and reps together, build some of that cohesiveness, that chemistry, whoever that may be. I don't know if it's going to be Chris Reed, the new guy, Mance, but Kirk Cousins. He needs to feel like he can rely on his center to help make those proper adjustments at the line, the checks, at the line of scrimmage come playoff time. And the only way to get that is by playing some real live reps versus a real live opponent. And of course, last thing, you obviously want to get out there, uh, out of there unscathed. You want to get out of there healthy because the worst thing that could happen is you lose any more key players or starters because of that garbage soldier field. So I think the best case scenario... They're up 21-0 at halftime. They look sharp. They look crisp. They get some good reps in with that new front five offensive lineman. And KLC can pull his starters at maybe halftime. Get some young guys some valuable playing time as well because that, too, that helps the front office evaluate some of these young guys heading into the offseason to see what they got.
2: Mm -hmm. What'd you guys say?
3: Let's start with a trivia question. Nathan Peterman has three career touchdown passes. In his four career starts, how many interceptions does he have? I'm going to go with 12. Ron? Uh, Eight. Luke is closer. The answer is 13. He's got a 3 to 13 career touchdown (laughs) to interception ratio. That is who the quarterback is for the Bears on Sunday. Guys, the most important thing with a bullet is health. It's not even a question. If you sacrifice the win in the name of staying healthy, I'm fine with that. This is not an important game to win necessarily because even if you win the San Francisco 49ers are 14 point favorites at home with the one seed potentially at stake against the will be gone Arizona Cardinals. They're not going to lose that game. I know that it's the later game. The Vikings can win and put some pressure on them. They're not going to lose Brock Purdy just doesn't lose. He's Tom Brady. He's Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I I don't think the Vikings need to win, so stay healthy first and foremost. Luke nailed it with the offensive line. Let's see some cohesion there. They might need to go with Greg Manns in the playoffs. They might need to go with Oliudo in the playoffs. We don't know yet on Bradbury and Brandle, so let's see what those guys have. I would love to see the run game get going. I would prefer to not drop back Kirk Cousins a million times. I would prefer to not get Justin Jefferson hit over the middle, as has happened so many times. Let's run the ball. Get that offensive line moving forward. See if they can have an old-fashioned Zimmer-style run attack and get Dalvin Cook 100 yards. And uh, I think that would be a great way to build some confidence in that offense.
2: Uh, For me, it's about the win. That's it. For me, it's about the win and how it happens. Now, again, I understand if so-and-so doesn't go, and if this guy doesn't play, and if we're going to rest our players. Make that make that noticeable early. Don't start off and suck and then try to bring guys in because then it feels even worse. Like, well, we have no chance of really competing against this team. Our team isn't really together. Uh, we're now going to put in the second string and lose this game, like, badly. Now, this is the one thing I will say, though. If the second string guys come in and beat the Bears by a little bit, then I think we'd still be okay with that. Uh, Vegas wouldn't because of the seven-point favorite they've given the Vikings at this point, or seven and a half. Uh, so I, I I hope people early went on bet online and hammered the early line because it was a lot closer to start off. I think it was like a three-point favorite or something, or two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. And then once Nathan Peters Peterman got in, it jumped. Uh, that's why injury reports are important. But here's where I go with this with the Vikings in this win. There's two things that need to happen if the Stars are going to play. You look at the run game specifically. The Bears are giving up 158.3 yards per game. That's pretty bad. The Vikings, because you think the Vikings are bad, they're only giving up 123 yards per game. So the Bears are giving up a ton of yards on the ground. Now, in the pass game, and I don't know if maybe because teams can run, they're not passing as much. They've only given up 210 pass yards to the Vikings, 273 pass yards. Defensively, here's where the run needs to happen. Run to Kristen Derisaw. Go left. Because when Dalvin Cook runs left, and this is the thing, he's equally run left and right because you can't tip your hat. 101 runs to the left, 97 runs to the right. 554 yards to the left, 380 yards to the right. Huge gap, over a 100-yard difference when he goes to his left in the same amount of carries. Five touchdowns left, two touchdowns right, 24 first downs left, 18 first downs right. Clearly, running to that left side of the line with Ezra Cleveland and Christian Derisaw is the answer for this team. And I know you have to run right just to show it. But maybe show it and go counter. Maybe show it and then go back all the way, toss. Maybe fake it and then flip it left. You got to go to your power guys. Christian Derisaw is a mauler. I want to see them get this run game finally going. This is the game to get it going. There's no reason to sacrifice Kirk Cousins or try to get Justin Jefferson any type of record. Now, if Justin Jefferson can go for 250, hey, go after it. If this is a game where you're like, hey, Justin Jefferson, you're going to have 275 yards this game, or you're going to have a a Terrell Lowen, a swan song type of game, we're going to give you 22 catches this game. Hey, if you're going to do that, do it. But if not, establish the run, get Dalvin Cook going, and go left. Like, it's it's simple to kind of see and then understand how to get the run game going, because in the playoffs, you're going to need the run. We all say that. Like, so many passing teams have lost playoff games or Super Bowls, even to true teams that could just run the ball down their throat we saw that happen time and time again until finally pat mahomes figured it out but in that pat mahomes figuring it out they ran the ball a little bit like they got their run game figured out when they won the super bowl so i think that's going to be the key i think that's why the buffalo bills went out and drafted james cook not to say you know he's the one main reason they needed two running backs so when you look at this vikings team that's what i want to see they they have to find a way to beat the bears and when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast And find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. And we have a word from our sponsors.
3: Let's check in with BetOnline once again. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, all the pro and amateur leagues. And that includes the NFL. We track it every single day on this show. The Vikings are favored by seven and a half at Chicago over under 43. So they're expecting something like uh twenty-five to eighteen Vikings win. Weird score, but I'm all about it. Uh, let's check the line in that Arizona Cardinals San Francisco game. Niners favored by 14. They're expecting a blowout in Santa Clara. You can get all those lines and more, plus the lines for bowl season. You can get good sports podcasts on Bet Online. Find it on your mobile device. It's bet online where the game starts.
2: Well, the playoffs are upon us. It's the NFL playoff time, and everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl. The Vikings have never been. I've seen T-shirts at the Mall of America. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. Uh, So-and-so. I've been alive for this many years, and I still haven't seen a a Vikings Super Bowl win. (laughs) Imagine the Lions fans. They feel the same way. So you're not out there alone, Vikings fans. But when you think about this playoff run to get to the Super Bowl, uh the number one seed is not going to happen number two seed possible but are the 49ers going to lose I don't know if they're going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals but this is the NFL weirder things have happened so the 49ers could lose to the Cardinals and the Vikings could jump back to that two seed and draw number seven but what's the most favorable path for the Vikings getting to the Super Bowl if you were to look at the playoff picture I'll start with you Sam
3: how about a favorable path and then the path that I want, which is the path of redemption. Let me give you first the favorable path. I think the three seed is a great spot to be. The giants are a good matchup for the Vikings. The giants don't have an offense. that's going to put up, put up a lot of points. They've already beaten them in their building. Mm -hmm. I like the giants. Then I think you rely on green Bay to win Sunday and then beat San Francisco in the first round that sets up a Vikings game potentially against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. They could come into your building. Tom Brady has been turning it around a little bit of late, but I still think that's a favorable matchup to Dak Prescott. Um, Vikings beat the Bucs in round two, and that sets up possibly a home game against the Packers in the NFC Championship. Now, that is the best path in terms of being a favorite, but how about this path, guys, to get redemption on past failures? First round, Packers. You get revenge for last week. You get revenge for 2012. You beat your rival. So you're the two and they're the seven. Round one. Round two, you bring in San Francisco to your building. You get revenge for 2019. Take down those Niners. And then NFC Championship at the Philadelphia Eagles. You get revenge for 2017. And 2008, by the way, when they also beat you. Revenge, revenge, revenge. That's what I'm after. That's the path that would feel the best if you actually made it. What you got, Luke?
0: Yeah, Sam and I talked uh, about this at length, so we kind of agree. We're on the same page. Give me the Giants at home in round one over a red-hot team like the Packers or Lions right now. That's step one. Get the Giants at home. Beat them like you know you can because you just did it, what, three, four weeks ago? They match up best with that team by far top to bottom. Then the next obvious ideal step in the equation is getting a second home game because this team is just so different at home versus on the road. In fact, the Vikings, since 2016, the first year of U.S. Bank Stadium... They have the fourth highest home field advantage in the NFL. goes Chiefs, Packers, Patriots, Vikings. And Actually, if you look at the stats, Vikes are basically tied with the Pats for third, really by a half game. Vice versa, though, they're a bottom five team over the last 30 years in games outdoors, on the road, on grass. So if this team really realistically, they want to go on a Super Bowl run, they want to get hot here at the end. I think getting that second home game, it's a prerequisite. Like, it's a must. You, you got to have it. I don't see them winning back-to-back road games against these upper echelon teams. I just really don't. So that means you need multiple lower seeds to win their first game, as kind of Sam laid out. Watching the Packers win that week, stun the Niners, that'd be a dream scenario. Then the Vikings could be playing, uh, like Sam said, the fourth seed, the Bucks at home again. That's ideal given who's out there and who's left in the pool of playoff teams teams plus you watch that stacked two-seated 49ers team that just scares the heck out of me right now taken out of the equation it's a win-win situation it's a double bonus so giants then bucks that's the dream scenario then can you get a third home game only way that happens packers in this scenario stun not one But stun two teams, and you're looking at, like Sam said, Vikings-Packers-NFC championship game in the backyard at the bank. So fun. I mean, come on. Can you guys seriously imagine it? I, I know we're a long ways from that, but like a Hollywood screenwriter, we talk movies all the time here. You couldn't script it up any better. The only problem, and I brought this up yesterday, is now you're playing a Packers team that just beat the Niners on the road. They just beat the number one seed Eagles on the road. They won six straight just to get there in the first place. They're the hottest team in the NFL. And, and you know, they're playing with so much confidence, swag, house money. So they're going to be awfully dangerous if it actually does come down to that. But let's face it, man, this is the playoffs. You want to be the best. You got to beat the best. Vikings haven't shown us really that they can beat the best teams in the NFL convincingly or consistently in any way this season, but that's the dream scenario. I've got mapped out for this team come playoff time. It all starts and stops though. Three straight home games at the bank, finishing out, beating the Packers, ending their season, packing their bags to go to your first Super Bowl in what over 50 plus years. I mean, that's the dream guys. Peter Patel, I don't think there is a. I don't
2: think there's a. <laughs> yeah, I don't Peter. think there's a favorable matchup. Like I, I, really don't. I don't feel like there's a favorable path, uh, for the Vikings. I don't feel like any of these teams you want right now. Like the Buccaneers are throwing the ball well now. Tom Brady is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, giselle has gone, so he's like sitting at home all the time watching film. Uh, you got the Cowboys who can run the ball down your throat. You got the 49ers who can run the ball. Uh, all of a sudden, they found magic in a bottle with Brock Purdy. Uh, the Eagles are still the Eagles. Their defense is really good. Jalen Hurts will be back for the playoffs. Uh, not sure how healthy they'll be. The Giants can run the ball. We've seen them do that. Their defense is clicking. Kayvon Thibodeau is finally now being the guy that they drafted. Uh, the Seahawks, the only one that I really like, honestly, are the Seahawks. <laughs> like, if the Vikings somehow can play the Seahawks, That works. And this is where I think we're forgetting. The Rams are still a solid team that every once in a while can get hot. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have all their team and all their players, but they can put something together when it matters. And I feel like this is one of those weekends. The Rams might mess around and beat the Seahawks. And then the Lions beat the Packers. That's what I want. That's the favorable I want. Get the Packers out of the playoffs, and then I'm okay with it. Because the two seed uh, for the Seahawks, and all of a sudden – If the 49ers lose to the Cardinals, the Vikings are back to the two seed. So then they get the Lions to start off. Now, here's where I think it really can get good. The Vikings beat the Lions. They're the two. The four plays the five. They win. The three plays, which is the 49ers, play the Giants. 49ers win. Then the Vikings get the 49ers, but at home. They get Brock Purdy in U.S. Bank Stadium. And I think that's the big difference. The 49ers have to come to Minnesota. And I feel like that's more favorable for them. To get the 49ers in their building. And then let the Buccaneers, because I feel like the Buccaneers and the Cowboys can beat the Eagles in the playoffs. I feel like either of those teams can beat the Eagles in the playoffs. That's where I go with that. Those two teams both are really good. They both can be, and even though the eight and eight, don't let the eight and eight or nine and eight, whatever Tom Brady, if he beats the Falcons, he's nine and eight, don't let that fool you. It's still Tom Brady. Like that's that's like a sniper. That that everybody in the old western or a movie is like, oh, the old army guy, he doesn't have it. Man, <laughs> that dude can still shoot you from four hundred yards out and not even blink. Like Tom Brady can still get it done. So that's that's where I look at that. You got the Cowboys or the or the uh, or the Bucks, whoever has to go beat the Eagles, which I think they can, and then they have to travel to Minnesota. Of the two, give me the Bucks though. I don't want the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Give me the Bucks over that because tom brady again in your building it gets loud he can't run you can get after him you don't have you can drop a a a pass defense that you don't have to worry about tom brady beat you with his legs now many teams have tried this and it didn't work and mike evans is going off so it's the mike evans versus duke shelley or mike evans versus uh patrick peterson and he's not fast i mean he can run but he's not fast i feel like that's the guy patrick peterson if you just give him some kind of off cover three coverage he should be fine but in my opinion that's the way I want to go with it. I'd rather see the Lions get in because I need the Lions to get in. I don't want the Packers in there. I want the Lions. Well, you know what, Sam? I've been alluding to this all week about the Timberwolves. We've, we've hit on it a little bit, but we couldn't really dive into it. We're going to dive into it today. And here's where I go with the Timberwolves, Sam, and I kept saying this. I kept saying, you know, mm-hmm. this is on, is on the record. I kept saying there's something that they're not doing. And maybe I did say it. I don't know. These, this, this week, this, this break. Christmas break seems like it didn't stop because it kept snowing. It snowed again last night. Like I woke up and I'm like, what is going on? Why is there still little snowdrops on the street? But anyway, I feel like I don't know if I should cover this or not, but I'm going to go in depth. Anthony Edwards is averaging his career high in points, rebounds, and assists. Is this the result of Cat being out? I don't care if Cat's out or in. Here's where I go with that in the playoffs and them even trying to find a way back up. Or do they just tank and go get Victor? When you think about the Timberwolves and and who they are as a team, and I said this to you, Sam, or I kind of alluded to this. Yeah. Anthony Edwards has to be that guy. Every team that has won championships have found that guy. You look at Kobe Bryant. You look at Michael Jordan. And Damian Lillard, again, the Trailblazers didn't win anything, but they have won some games. They have gotten to the playoffs, had some big playoff moments. Damian Lillard's the reason you look at Steph Curry you look at Kevin Durant you have to have a guy that's willing to say screw this you look at Kyrie Irving even when he had LeBron you look at LeBron when he was with D Wade even though you have another superstar and that's where I think Anthony Edwards has to learn I got a superstar with me in cat I got a big name in Rudy Gobert but I need to be the guy and that's that's what I think is missing Donovan Edwards was that guy for Rudy Gobert So Rudy Gobert didn't have any pressure. We put too much pressure on Rudy Gobert. He's not a pressure player. And so when you look at this, what is your thoughts on Anthony Edwards and and what's been going on with Cap being out, with Rudy Gobert, him having to play the Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell, to Rudy Gobert's Gobert? I'll start with you, Luke.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all banged the table. We want to see Ant take that next step into this kind of superstardom territory this season, but I don't know if it ever was going to happen with Cat on the floor at the same time. Too many cooks in the kitchen from everything when I sat down and watched these two play together. I think Cat being on the court was always going to, kind of limit his ability to be the leader, be the guy to put the team on his back and take over games, have that pressure of, I got to get Cat the ball. And it's not Cat's fault by any means. I'm not saying it was like a conscious or malicious endeavor by any means, but you got to remember, ever since Ant has been here, he's played second fiddle to Cat. And sometimes if you want a guy to flourish and take this next big step, You need addition by subtraction. And in this case, I think it was obvious Ant needed the opportunity for once to be the unquestioned guy for a long period of time, a long stretch, three, four, five, six weeks like we've seen on the court who everyone looked at in this case and said, this is our leader. Show us the way. We believe in you. And as long as Cat was on the court, I just don't think he would have ever had that freedom to be himself and be willing to take over games, even if it meant failing every now and then. That's the growing process. But that's how you get there, too. Because when you go out and fail, you know, with the ball in your hands and you have Cat on the floor staring back at you, I think there's always going to be that guilt factor of, I shouldn't have been so selfish tonight. I should have given Cat some of those opportunities I was taking. But if you want to be the guy, you got to get selfish. And I Mm -hmm. think with the raw talent Ant possesses that we've all seen, I think everyone around him said, look, now's the time to be selfish, grow as a leader, and grow into what we all thought and hoped you could be when you got here while Cat's not here for this little stretch of you know, a month, month and a half.
3: Yeah, what I think we're seeing is Anthony Edwards is taking on some of the role that D'Angelo Russell had last year. D'Angelo Russell's minutes are actually increased this year, but his points are down, his assists are down, his rebounds are down. Like mm-hmm. He's down mm-hmm. where, where Ant is up. And I think that is Ant asserting himself. Here's another key thing, guys. I think in the past we've seen Ant waffle between am I a creator or am I a scorer? And he had a hard time doing both simultaneously. Look at his entire season last year, playoffs included. He had 12 games with 25 points or more, 5 assists or more, 12. This year, through 39 games, half the season, 12 games of that nature so he's probably going to double that this year where he's got 25 points five assists he's figuring it out how to impact the game in multiple ways he's being more assertive he's being more on ball i think that ant is actually making that leap in his development and i i pray that it continues when cat comes back which could be very soon and guys i'm eyeing a 500 record i think the wolves can get there the next three games against the clippers Rockets and Pistons if they win them all I think they're back to 500 and then maybe you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief at the halfway point and move
2: forward from there I just breathe a sigh of relief so here's where I go with this and again I said it and I'm not going to harp on it too much longer because I've said it he has to be the guy like he always has to be the guy I-, I think yes it is it is it this 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 ball he's playing now is definitely a result of cat because he doesn't feel like he needs to defer to anybody. He doesn't feel like he has to get somebody the ball. They're going to be pissed off. Uh, you, I, I'm a big body language guy, because I even pick it up when I play pick a ball. And if I'm going, because I'm, I'm, I mean, come on, I can score. And I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I've scored to the point where like last week, I think, I had a guy like get mad. He wasn't on my team. he was on the other team. He tried to say one, I was dribbling too much. It's so about five second count. So I started doing the actual college like dribble and then back up. Dribble and then back up, like, dude. Like, what do you, what do you expect out of me? And so I'm backing up on it. I'm dribbling, then I back up because I'm like, hey, if, if I need to back up, I'm fine with that. I can do that if that's going to help you out. To not say it's five seconds. Then he goes with the, hey, nobody's here to watch Penn State. It's not you versus Penn State anymore. I'm like, what? We're playing what? like you're talking about 1999. And we're playing <laughs> basketball 2022. Which one? Clearly, that Penn State game stuck in your mind because you're still bringing it up in the yeah, basketball rent, scenario. Rent free in his head. Yeah, um, but. And this is where I go with that. When you think about basketball, you have to have that guy. You have to have the guy that everybody's watching. And even if you have, when I say body language, when I'm doing that, I can look around and see. If I see a guy kind of putting his head down, I'm going to kick the ball to him. Because I'm going to be like, look, stay in the game. Here, go do. see what you do. If you miss and we lose, I can blame you. And then I'm going to come back the next game and tell you, like, dude, let, let me just go. Let me cook. When you're open, I'll get it to you. But if, if a guy's on me one-on-one, he can't guard me. And that's, that's the problem where Anthony Edwards needs to be. If he has a big on him, take him. Like every time I see a big on him, he defers sometimes to the pull-up versus just taking him and using the speed. When he has a little guy on him, his legs, like this dude has some big, strong calves. Mm. Back him down. Like play bully ball. Watch, watch LeBron and some of these guys when they get a mouse in the house. They're backing him down. So I think as, as time goes, <laughs> he'll, he'll get going. Um, but I also think Chris Finch needs to work on his small ball lineup a little bit more uh, where Rudy and Cat are both out, even if they're healthy. And you see what you can get out of a fast paced warriors type of look where uh, Jalen Noel becomes your, you know, just another guy on the court with your, you know, it's like you don't need Real Gobert or cat because now you're just outrunning guys and see what you get out of it. Get some shooters on the floor. Um, you know, I, 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 that's where I wonder is where's the shooting going to actually come from? Because the great teams, the teams that win, they can shoot. But last, Have, have yeah. you
0: guys seen anything over these last couple games? I know they, they won, lost five in a row. Now they've won two in a row. Anything different from how Coach Finch is deploying his lineup? Any guys that are playing more, playing less, the way they're using Rudy and some different combinations? Anything you've seen changed at all for the better in the last couple games?
3: Well, they've been dealing with so many injuries that they've right. been forced. they've been forced to shuffle the deck. So right. it's hard to say what's going to stick. Like what's going to be permanent. But but Chris Finch did say, I think after the Denver win, he said, yeah, this, this gives us a chance to look at everything, to look mm-hmm. at every permutation of who we're playing, when we're playing them. And I think it could result in some shakeups once they get everybody back healthy. I want to see Jordan McLaughlin get back and be a big part of this team. They run the offense so well when he's on the floor. And something Ron said made me remember Chris Finch in the offseason. He said, he was very stubborn about this. He said, we can't let teams force us to play small. We have to play big. That's going to be our strength. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be flexible. I okay. think you have to recognize you look yourself in the mirror and say, we gave this half a season. Um, I guess not even half. Cause we lost cat. Um, we tried this. It's not working. We need to explore the small ball lineup. Ron is absolutely right. You can't be stubborn. That would be stupid. Um, you need to change whatever was do- you were doing before. You need to change, and um, you still got half a season to right the ship.
2: Well, the thing I look about the roster too, and, and I'm, I don't really know what's going on with who's playing and why they're not playing a certain player or why is this guy not playing. But you know when you look at Jaden McDaniels, uh, you look at Kyle Anderson, who technically is their shooter. You look at Jalen Noel. Um, they could put all those guys on the court with Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. Like, I would love to see that, you know, Wendell Moore Jr. Doesn't play as much as I thought he would play coming out of college. Uh, you know, really good college player, but it does take time. Even if you're going to have one big in, I think it should be somebody like Nas Reed that can run the floor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but that's, that's where he has to figure it out. Cause Rudy Gobert not running the floor. Uh, and then you got, you don't have Carlos Towns, And then also in Austin Rivers, when you think about Austin Rivers, that was his role on teams was just to be that guy to come in, run the floor, shoot the ball, um, I just feel like even his usage in that small ball lineup could be a, a, a good piece. But again, the small ball only works if you're scoring. Cause you're saying I'm going to give up rebounds on the offensive rebound. I'm going right. to give up size underneath. I'm going to give up uh defensive rebounds if we miss. So you have to be able to make and score when you're going. So, and that's why the warriors were so effective with theirs because Draymond would be the center. And they, I mean, you got Draymond a center, you got, wiggins is the four mm-hmm. and then you had jordan Poole, uh steph curry and clay thompson so at that point they're like look wiggins is not guarding your four so we're gonna give that up draymond yeah he can bully your center but he's gonna end up in a fight because he's gonna push him too much so what are we doing we're making threes we're gonna run around we're gonna force you guys to put a, a to get a matchup you don't want because if your center and that's why i love how they do it their center's guarding draymond draymond is at the top draymond's pulling the center out So now you have to decide how you want to handle that. And then that's why you see so many highlights of Steph Curry on Rudy Gobert, Steph Curry on Djokovic, Steph Curry on Carl Anthony Towns. Like they know exactly what to do. They're going to pull your big and then run that pick and roll or that, that, that play where your center has to help. Because if not Steph Curry's far enough out where once he crosses half court, he can pull it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where the Timberwolves have to get to. They have to find a guy consistently comfortable shooting threes and spread guys out because, that Twin Towers thing didn't work, and they didn't get a ton of time with it because Carlton Towns hurt, but they got to figure that out. Um, last one before we get into this, we have a game coming up, of course. It's going to be over-under, so we're going to treat it like the Daily Three, but it's going to be a little over-under. We're going to put a little money on it this time, though. We're going to have some fun with this. Uh, if you guys have money and you were going into a casino, mm-hmm. prop bets. So these are the Locked On Minnesota props. What are our props for the weekend? But before we get into our prop bets, we've got to word from our sponsors.
3: Yes, we do, Ron. Hopefully, you got some built bars in your stocking around the holidays because it's a great chance to turn turn the page health wise, get in better shape, eat a little better, and built bar can help you do that because they are so tasty. They're healthy and tasty simultaneously. It's like Anthony Edwards figuring out how to pass and shoot, tasty and healthy. It's a great combination. Built bars are so good. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And they maintain these amazing macros. 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 17 whopping grams of protein. I don't know how Built does it, but you can get Built in a myriad of ways. Go to Built.com. go to your local Walmart, go to your local Sam's Club. At Walmart, pick up the four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. At Sam's Club, get the big All 13-bar box with brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Built, built built.com, built bars, so good.
2: So here we go, fella. So here's the game. I'm giving each of you money. Now, you can only use your entire amount of money on each bet. So there's five prop bets, and you have to take your money and spread it out over the five bets. Each of you are going to have $500. So you're walking into the casino – Okay. I'm gonna take some money too. We all have 500 bucks, and we have to decide how much money we're gonna put on each prop bet. And so, when you look at the, pro- and then of course, it, and they each pay out one to one. There's no, there's no odds in these, and so we're not gonna make it super ridiculous for those playing at home that want to do this. Uh, these are some actual props that are gonna come up in this game. Um, so we'll start here. Which you, Luke, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And again, remember, you have to like. So, for instance, if you want to put 100 on everyone. Yep. You had it even across the board, and you're taking your best chance if you know there's one that's going to hit. So I'm going to read them all off to you yeah, so you don't feel like, oh, I should have put more on this one. Mm -hmm. So the first prop bet is going to be Kirk Cousins, 250 yards passing. Over, under? Uh, Dalvin Cook, 85 yards rushing. Are you going to put money on the over or the under? And then how much? TJ Hawkinson, eight receptions. Over Mm -hmm. or under? And you know what? I'm going to make that seven and a half. So seven okay. and a Smart. half over under Peterman 1.5 interceptions over or under, Peterman, 5 over <laughs> or under. <laughs> and Peterman 2.5 sacks over or under you got 500 bucks. We're going to start with the first one. Luke Kirk cousins, 250 yards passing.
0: Okay. Here's the deal. A couple of those near the end, Ron. I'll save it until w- when we get there. Really juicy. So I'm going to save some of my money. I'm going to throw 20 bucks on Kirk Cousins under. Ooh, like Sam said, I think they run the ball a lot. 32 degrees uh, in the forecast. Maybe some overcast. Maybe a little bit of rain. I think they want to get that running game going. I'm going to save a lot of my money, though, uh, for the end. Uh, a couple of those Nathan Peterman ones sound pretty juicy to me. I'm going to go 20 bucks. I'm going to take the under. Kirk Cousins under 250 yards passing.
2: Oh. Sam,
3: I'm going to go 50 on the under for the exact same reasons. I don't know if it's going to be windy, but it, it probably will be because it's Chicago. I think they probably passed it about 20 times in the game unless they connect on a couple 90 yarders. I think this is an under
2: mm. Kirk Cousins unders this year. He's only gone under 250 yards. One, two, three, four. That was the Cowboys Uh, five times six sorry the Packers so six times out of the 16 games and this is the Chicago Bears who've only given up 210 yards this is the thing I feel like coaches overthink that well they 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 know their run sucks so they're going to try to stop the run we have to pass
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to go 50 bucks on the over for Kirk Cousins I think he'll get like 255 against the Bears Justin Jefferson they're gonna try to maybe secretly get him this record without even like let's see how it starts we we target him 10 times in the first quarter see what happens if he's on pace hey keep it going let's do history Uh, we're gonna go with Dalvin Cook 85 yards rushing over or under and how much
0: I'm going to take the over on that. Again, I think he this is the game he gets over 20 carries, 20 touches there on the ground, uh, 85, certainly doable against this very subpar average Chicago Bear defense that's missing a lot of guys. They're banged up, but I'm going to keep it low again. I'm saving my money. I'm going to go 20 bucks on the over. Oh. Dalvin Cook, over 85 yards.
2: Sam, what you got?
3: Yeah, I, I love the run game. If this was a team rushing total, I'd probably hammer the over. I, I think that Madison's going to get a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a straight rep split. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to take the under on Dalvin because I think that he's another important piece that you don't want to mess with. I think that they probably split series back and forth. So I'm going to go under on cook and I'm going to go 75 buckaroos.
0: Mm. I'm with you, Sam, but we all know it only takes one run to hit that over with Dalvin cook. Yeah.
2: And that's where I'm going with it. The bears, uh, When I watch some of their tape, they don't—they're not gap sound. They're a three-four defense that is not gap sound, and the Vikings aren't really gap sound all the time. But they do make tackles. The Bears don't even make tackles sometimes. That footing—if Dalvin Cook can make a DB take a wrong angle, he's out the door. I'm gonna go Dalvin with the over, and I'm gonna do another fifty bucks. Dalvin with the over, fifty bucks on that. We got the next one: T.J. Hawkinson, seven and a half receptions over under. Let's go with you, Sam. Hmm.
3: Yeah. I don't know if this is smart or dumb because I feel like I need to sort of hedge my bets a little bit. Cause right now I'm going unders. And if I lean into the unders, I could just get shut out. So maybe I'll go over on TJ with like maybe thinking, all right, when they do pass, they'll probably keep it short. They'll probably keep it uh, from being like a seven step drop. So maybe TJ gets targeted a lot. So I will go over. On TJ Hawkinson, I don't think Irv is going to be active in this game, so they won't be. Um, you know, he, he won't be stealing any any targets. We'll go over, but I'm only going to put fifty on it.
2: Okay, Sam. Or, sorry, Luke? Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: I'm with Sam. I mean, this dude averages about 10, 11 targets a game. He averages about eight, nine catches a game. And I think, especially, again, in those windy soldier field conditions in Chicago, I think whatever quarterback it is, if it's Kirk, all four quarters, if it's a backup like Nick Mullins, I don't know, but I think they're going to look – to the tight end as a safety blanket. I'll take the over, but again, I'm going to keep it light. I'm going to go 20 bucks. I've only gambled <laughs> 60 bucks so far. I'm saving mine
2: for these Nathan Peterman ones. I, I, I like them. Clearly, clearly. Uh, this one's a, this is a tough number because seven and a half seems low, uh, but it also seems high because if they're going at Justin Jefferson, um, it could be a Justin Jefferson day where, you know, feast or famine back to the old school where TJ Hawkinson is going to be like Irv and those other guys and Johnny Munt and get three catches. Um but I do look at the linebackers, you know, Khalil Mack gone. Uh, you, you look at Robert Quinn gone. Uh, the, the backers, clearly, clearly, backers have not been the bright spot of this team. I feel like the middle of the field is going to be open. I'm going to go TJ Hogginson on the over. Uh, he's going to be a nice security blanket. I, I feel like this could be a Justin Jefferson 10 catches, TJ 10 catches type of game, even though, like you said, short stuff, windy, but get it out quick. Let them make people miss in this slippery terrain. Um, I'm gonna go because if a coach is just a general passing coach, I don't know how you run. And, and if you're not successful, you don't feel like, okay, we need to pass the ball. Um, player gloves now. I don't know if Kirk is gonna go two gloves or what, but technology now is a lot different. So I'm gonna go with the over for TJ Harkinson. Uh and I'm gonna go $50 there again. All right. Nathan Peterman, one and a half interceptions. Luke. <clears throat>
0: 100 bucks. Give me the over. Sam already laid it out earlier in the show. Three touchdowns to 12 interception ratio. This guy had a five interception game when he played for Buffalo a few years back. Um, I like the uh, opportunistic uh, Vikings secondary and defense in this one. Give me the over. I feel pretty confident about that one.
3: Sam, this is the Bears tanking strategy, is that they're going to have Nathan Peterman just throw it all over the yard because they know what he does in these games <laughs> 300 bucks uh, over Peterman ooh. he's gonna throw it 40 times they're gonna pick two of them 300 I'm staking it all
2: okay so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little perplexed uh, I do want to change my TJ Hoggison over I'm changing that to a hundred bucks okay yeah because I just realized my math was off. Mm-hmm uh um, seems, seems a
3: little late in the game for that ron but i'll, I'll let it slide is the ticket punched did, did they print it was already yeah you,
2: it's a parlay you got to put them all down <laughs> and my Kirk cousins 250 i'm gonna put 100 bucks on that okay. because i'm gonna go with the under on interceptions i feel like he'll throw one but i feel like he's gonna be a guy that's like look i'm trying to play for a job for somewhere next year right um but i am gonna go uh 100 for him on this one on the under he is not gonna throw two picks. I think he'll throw one. All right, and then last one, two and a half sacks. Nathan Peterman, starting with you, Sam.
3: I only left twenty five dollars. Um, I, I think this is kind of a crapshoot line, and that means it was a good line set by you, Ron. I, I just, it, it's hard to say. Like you can have a great <laughs> pass rush and only get two sacks in a game. Uh, depends how fast he's getting it out. I guess if I want to be true to my my hunch that he's gonna throw it a bunch then uh, I will go with the over on sacks. So I think Peterman's going to have a nightmare day, uh, $25 on the over. Yeah, I
0: like both these Peterman overs, but I mm-hmm. like this sack one a little bit more than the interception. So I put 100 bucks on over one and a half interceptions. I'm putting the rest of my money, 340 bucks. Listen, the Bears have allowed 57 sacks this season, third most in the league, and now they're missing two starting offensive linemen, including Tevin Jenkins, Arguably their best offensive lineman, which isn't saying much. I think the Vikings pass rush get after him three sacks. I don't think is anything crazier out of the realm of possibilities. I love this one of the five props you laid out, Ron, by far the most
2: 340 for me. And two and a half sacks. I'm going to go with the under. I think this is going to be a two sack game. Uh, Again, I feel like Nathan Peterman is probably like, even though they want him to tank like if you've watched coaches that have tanked and talked about an uh, owner wanting me to tank, uh, doesn't mean you're going to get to keep your job. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll take care of you now. You'll get paid now. But, you know, if you get five sacks and three interceptions, buddy, okay. Next year, I'm, I'm going to be here. Matt Eberflus will be there. Peterman, what are you going to do? So I, I think for him, he's like, look, I think I can be a good backup. I want to show these guys that, look, next year, I'm, I'm the backup. I'm going to be Justin Fields' backup. Let's build this thing together. Like there's a Luke Inman in Chicago somewhere trying to build the dream with them. And so I'm going to go with 150 on the under. I still think the Vikings win, but I feel like this is going to be one of those boring games uh that by the fourth quarter we're all like man hurry up and get to the playoffs like let's move on uh because next week i'm excited we have a lot of playoff stuff we're gonna have peerless price joining us on the ron johnson show wow. just got a text from Jacquez green former florida receiver to play with ike and rito and anthony so i'm excited to get him on and then i'm gonna be at the mall america on friday so we're gonna be having a show at the mall america 6:30 p.m on friday so for people that want to come out live come check us out. It's a Vikings pregame show, kind of special edition at the Mall of America. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, got some other secret stuff that I can't say, but there's going to be some things that are going to be happening next week as well that I know fans are going to be super excited about. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. That's Sam Ekstrom. We want to thank you for joining us on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Friday Roundtable. And, hey. Let's see what happens with the Vikings bears and where our props are. let us know, comment in the section below. Let us know about your props. I got, I got our guys props. We're going to see who has the most money, who turned their $500 into something meaningful and who's crying at the ticket counter after. I want to thank you. Have a great day. Hey prime members.
3: You can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.